Welcome to the Balanced Working Moms podcast. This is Rena Misha, and I'm so glad you're here. If you're a busy mom like me who's trying to juggle just about everything, you're absolutely in the right place. In this podcast, you're going to learn secrets on how to live your life so you feel so much more balanced. Hello, my friend. Welcome into our episode today. And let's start today's episode with a question to you. So if you had to rate how resentful you are, I'm starting big, right? Resentment. If you had to rate how resentful you are, just in general, you know, on a day-to-day scale, let's say from a scale of one to 10, with 10 being so resentful that you're ready to just throw something, you know, 10 is the ultimate in resentment. How would you rate yourself? Because for most of us listening, I would guess that we're probably at least an eight, maybe a 9.5, hopefully not a 10 or more. But if you're feeling anything above a two, this episode today is for you. Because first of all, you're in great company. So many of our moms, we do feel resentful. And in this episode, we're going to talk about why that is. And I'm just going to start by saying, this is such a big topic. There is no way I can cover this in one episode. So we're going to start the discussion today, and then we're going to do part two in the next episode. This is a pretty big topic. Let's go ahead. Let's dive in and let's start talking about this feeling It's on our mind all the time, but nobody's talking about it. It's very taboo. You know, we're not supposed to have these feelings. So let's go ahead and let's talk about it. Welcome into our episode today. And I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And when I gave the introduction, you didn't just turn it off. because this is such an important episode. You know, it's one of those things that we never really talk about because we feel it's very taboo. You know, we feel resentful, but we know we shouldn't really talk about it that much. And when we do, it mostly just sounds like we're complaining. You know, we're not really expressing ourselves. And you and I, we do so much, and it makes sense that we would feel resentful. And this topic came about because somebody in our Facebook group asked me to talk about it. And as soon as she said something, I was wondering, why have I not talked about this till now? Because again, it's on all of our minds, but it's just not something that we usually talk about. So let's pull off the bandaid and let's talk about it because I have kind of a different take on it a take that you may not have thought of, and I'm really excited to share it with you. But as we dive in, I just want to start with a story. I want to tell you about a time that I was feeling so incredibly resentful, and I remember it like it happened like it was yesterday. So picture this. It's Monday night, and this was a few years ago when my kids were really, really young, And I had had a very, very full day at work. You know what that's like. You know, my commute is an hour each way. 
and then I have a busy day in between. It's just a lot. I left my house probably at about 6 a.m. I picked the kids up from daycare, and these are young kids, so, you know, they don't get into the car easily. There's drama. They're cranky. But then I come home. As soon as I get home, I make a nice, healthy dinner. Also trying to take care of the two young kids. My husband comes home at his usual time, which is 5.30. The way we do things in our family is he gets the kids to school in the morning. He goes into work a little later. And I go in real early so I can pick them up as early as I can. So we're on different schedules. So he gets home at 5.30. The kids are home. And we have a nice, beautiful meal home-cooked meal, but then, and here's where the resentment starts. About an hour after he gets home, my husband leaves because he plays the viola. And he's been doing this since middle school, and it's a beautiful thing. You know, he plays the viola in an orchestra. I can't exactly tell him to stop, but I am exhausted. Like I said, I left the house before six o'clock in the morning. You know, I'm working all day. I get the kids. I make dinner. And I know my husband isn't going to be home till after 10. And I have to get the kids to sleep. And this is my Monday every week. Every week. And I am not good at getting my kids to sleep. It's just not my thing. So by the time I have to wrestle these two little imps into their pajamas, I remember that night. I am so resentful. It's like coming out of my pores. And of course, things didn't go well. You know, the kids were playing around. They wouldn't get into their pajamas. I couldn't settle them down because one would start getting the other one excited And it was just overwhelming to me. And I'm remembering that night in particular because I just felt like I have way too much to do every day. It's not possible for one person to do so much. And I was so incredibly upset with my husband because by the time I got the kids to sleep, I was just beyond. I was so tired. I was probably feeling badly about myself that I couldn't do something that's so basic. You know, a mom should be able to get her kids to sleep. And I just couldn't that night. They were joking around. They were wild. And it was just, it was just so much. And resentment is a funny kind of emotion because it's one of these emotions that just get worse and worse because it builds up. You know, where maybe the first time something happens, you just feel a tiny bit of resentment. And then the next time it gets more and more and more until, you know, it's a pretty big mountain. It's pretty hard to get rid of as it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And we all know what resentment feels like. You know how it feels in your body. And I thought it would also be helpful to have an official definition of resentment. And this would make sure that we're all talking about the same thing. And I loved this resentment. I found it online. It was an article written by Mary Elizabeth Dean. And here's what she wrote. She wrote, 
resentment is a relationship that results from one of you feeling unappreciated or taking advantage of. Now, isn't that such a great definition? And on Monday Night Orchestra, that's how I felt. I felt like I was taken advantage of. You know, my husband did the same thing as me. He went to work, yet I had to go to work and then take care of the family, make dinner, take care of the kids, and do so much more. So I did. I felt taken advantage of. I also felt unappreciated because he does orchestra every Monday night. So he would never give me, you know, a huge thank you because it was routine. He would just do his thing. It was just what he did. It was his schedule. So he didn't feel the need to give me this huge heartfelt thank you. He just would come home from orchestra and go to bed, you know? So I felt very resentful. And I wanted to let you know, it's a great example when we're using our spouse, but resentment isn't necessarily just with your partner. This could be with anybody. It could be with your parents. It could be with your work. It could be with your siblings. And get this, it could even be with your kids. And perhaps this is one of the most taboo places that we don't talk about, but A lot of us do feel resentment towards our kids because it is hard. It's hard to be a mom. It's hard to take care of kids. And it's okay. It's okay that sometimes you feel resentment to take care of them. It's just part of life. So we're talking about it all. You know, (laughs) we don't leave a stone unturned. Because I don't want you to feel that you're alone that you're the only one who sometimes feels this way. Let me tell you, my mom friend, we all feel this way at times. It's just natural. It's human. You're human. I'm human. We're all human trying to do this very, very difficult thing. And resentment, it's going to crop up. It's going to be there. And I have a visual for you. I'm a very visual person, so I like to give you visual examples. And I was thinking that resentment is like a seesaw. So let's say in a seesaw, things are even. They're equal. You know, you're doing a lot. Let's use an example of work. So you're doing a lot and work is thanking you. They're paying you well. Things feel even. But let's say at work, things are a little nuts things are very busy, and the seesaw starts moving up. And work is what goes up. You know, the work increases, and you're going down on the seesaw because nobody is telling you thank you. Nobody seems to appreciate you, and you're feeling heavy. And the heaviness is bringing you down, down, down. And that heaviness is the resentment. It's feeling upset. It's feeling like things aren't equal like they should be. And what happens? You end up feeling taken advantage of, which is part of our definition of resentment. And that is not a good feeling. You don't want to feel unappreciated and taken advantage of. You want to feel like your contributions, that they matter. And now if it's okay with you, I want to talk about something I haven't yet addressed on this podcast, 
And that is resentment in marriage. And this is pretty huge. When I think of resentment, we talked about different types of people you could feel resentful towards, but in your marriage and your relationship, there could be a lot of resentment. And again, this is something most of us don't talk about, but it's really, really there. And if you're divorced, this could be your ex. So let's talk about resentment that you feel with your spouse, because this is such a big thing. And this could be your partner. It doesn't necessarily need to be somebody you're married to. But I'm going to throw something out at you, okay? (laughs) I always do this to you. I always do this, but that's okay. That's why we have this podcast, because we want to start thinking differently. The resentment is not helping anyone. It's just making you miserable. It's making everybody around you miserable. It's not a good thing. But here's what I want to throw out to you and get ready to blow your mind. Okay, are you ready for it? Even though you may feel very resentful towards your spouse or ex-spouse or partner, it may not be their fault. It may not be them who's to blame. That sounds crazy, right? Think about my Monday night. It seems so obvious. It was my husband's fault. You know, he went every Monday night to orchestra and stuck me with the kids. How is it possible that I'm saying that it may not be your partner's fault? And here's what I want to tell you. Resentment is everywhere, right? It's not just me. It's not just you. It's everywhere. And when a problem is not just one person or just a small group of people, that shows there's a bigger issue. There is a societal issue that's going on. And I feel like our society does not teach equality. Like I said, if this problem was just you or just me, I would say, okay, we need to learn some skills. You know, maybe our mindset isn't good. But I don't believe that. I don't believe the problem is my husband or your spouse. I don't believe it. What I believe is that our society creates a norm of what men should do and what women should do. And that is what's causing the problem. Look at what we're supposed to do as a woman. We're supposed to worry about our kids. We're supposed to be organized you know, maybe make sure there's food in the fridge, clean the house, keep yourself looking young, of course. God forbid we should have gray hair. I could go on and on. Yet it's okay for men to chill and not do a lot of these things that aren't well-defined. You could even call these things invisible. You know, how do you define, let's say, worrying that your kids may get COVID? That's not something on your to-do list, but it's something as a mom that you may worry about. It's invisible work that you do, and it's invisible work that your spouse may not do. You know, many years ago, I traveled to Chicago just for the weekend because I heard that somebody that I really, really loved and respected was speaking at a conference. And this woman, wait for it. Oh my God, I'm getting teary-eyed. 
this woman was Gloria Steinem. And I always have thought the world of her. She is just one of my idols. I think so incredibly highly of her. So when I found out she was speaking, I could not book my airfare quick enough. Like I booked an airplane, you know, I booked a hotel. I was going to be there to hear her speak. And this was a while ago. This was before I had kids. And it was actually right after she had just gotten married. I think it was a few months after she got married. And people were so snarky about it. All you heard was, Gloria Steinem got married. How is this possible? You know, it was ridiculous. But there was a heckler in the audience. There always is. And the heckler said to her, Gloria, you're such a woman's activist. How on earth did you get married? And she answered, I'm still picturing her. You know, she didn't look awkward. She had so much confidence when she answered. And I still remember what she said. And what she explained was that inequalities didn't happen when people got married. She said it happened when people started having children. Ooh, I'm getting the chills just remembering that. Because like I said, I heard her talk before I got married and before I had kids. And I doubted her. I have to say, <laughs> even though I made such a big deal to come and hear her talk, it just didn't sound accurate to me. I thought, oh, no way. But 20 years later, I still remember what she said. And she was right. She was right. And that's why I'm telling you, the issue is not my partner. The issue is not your partner. It is a societal issue because our society is still set up for women to be home with their kids and men to be working. I'm going to say that again. Our society is still set up for women to be home with their kids while the men are out working. I know what I said was very blunt and very judgmental, but I believe it's true. And if it's not true, you tell me, what's the answer? Why is there no guaranteed paid time off in the United States for working moms? Why is it that when we have a baby, we don't get a paycheck in the mail so we could stay home with our kids? In almost every single other developed country in the world, you know, I said the word almost, it's not almost. In every other developed country in the world, if a woman has a baby, she gets a check in the mail and she can stay home with her child. In the United States, that is not the case. Yes, if you work for a big enough company, you get guaranteed time off but you don't get guaranteed a paycheck. What message is that sending us? What message do you take from that? And what about affordable childcare? Do you know how much childcare costs in the United States? If you're listening from another country, you would not believe it. If you're listening in the United States, you know because you're probably paying it. If you want good quality daycare, it is a fortune. It's almost worth it not to work because you're paying so much money. 
things are not set up in our society to support working women. And that sends a message. That sends a message to everyone, men and women, that women, once you have children, you are not supposed to be in the workplace. You are supposed to be home taking care of your kids. At least that's the message that I get. Maybe you get a different message. But that's how I feel. I do not feel supported as a working mom. I feel like I'm supposed to do everything. I'm supposed to do 100% as a mom, you know, be there for my children. And I'm supposed to do 100% at work and be there for the workplace. And you can't. It's not possible. You can't be 200%. Gloria Steinem was right. The inequality happens once we start having kids because we are supposed to be home taking care of the kids. And I want to read you something that I found on the internet by Dr. Haley Swenson. And what she wrote was that studies have shown that before having children, many couples share the load of managing their household and working outside the home. They share them fairly evenly. But she says it's having kids that often makes these inequalities most exaggerated. So she supports what Gloria Steinem said to me 20 years ago, two decades ago. And she quotes a study that was done in 2019. And in this study, they found that women do most of the invisible work in the home. Doesn't that resonate with you? Most of the invisible work? Because that is a lot of what we do. You know, sometimes when we talk to our partner and we say to them, I feel like I'm doing so much, they may not understand. They say, you know, maybe I'm doing almost as much as you, or maybe I'm doing an equal amount to you. But usually what they don't see is this invisible workload, this invisible work that we do. And I'll give you just a funny example of invisible work. So the other day I was cleaning the trash can. You know, we got this new trash can and under the rim, there's a lot of little ridges and it gets so funky. Can I just say like you open the trash can and it's so incredibly gross. (laughs) I can't stand it. So about once a week, I clean it. And the other day I was cleaning it and my husband came into the kitchen and he looks at me like I'm crazy. And he's like, what are you doing? So I explained to him how gross it is and how every week I clean it. And he looked at it and it was so disgusting. And he had this glazed look in his eyes like, you really do this? And this, my friend, is an example of invisible work. It's work that nobody would even think needs to be done. Like who thinks you have to clean the trash can? I'm raising my hand. I think so. (laughs) Like it was so gross. It gets so disgusting. And you may not be cleaning the trash can, but I'm sure, I'm sure there's invisible work that you do. Maybe your invisible work is cleaning parts of the house that other people don't see. Maybe it's just worrying about your kids, you know, 
worrying they don't get sick or whatever it is. Maybe it's going part-time so you can do more things in the home. So much of what we do is invisible. Nobody's going to come to you and say, oh, thank you so much for cleaning that toothpaste gunk that was on the counter. You know, nobody's going to do that. You're going to clean it and the sink is going to look so much better, but it is invisible work. Nobody but you notices. Of course, if a long time goes by and you don't do it, yeah, people will notice, but it's not so appreciated in the moment. You know, it's not something people usually thank you for. And because you're doing so much of this work, you know, whether it's invisible work or visible work, it's a lot. So it makes sense that you're going to feel resentment. You know, it makes so much sense that you are going to feel resentful at having to do so much, so much that people see and so much that people don't even know that you're doing. They can't even thank you. They can't even appreciate you because they don't even know that you're doing it. And the one thing I want to leave you with as we end this episode is that if you have a loved one, whether it's a spouse, a family member, somebody that you feel resentful towards, I want you to realize that society is a big contributor to this problem. It's very possible that the person that you feel is taking advantage of you, it's possible they have been trained this way from a young age, literally since the time they were born. They have been absorbing these messages that they were just told again and again and again that the woman does pretty much almost everything. You know, I don't want to say everything, but let's just say the woman does a lot. The woman does a lot of the especially emotional work of parenting, a lot of the invisible work. We do so, so much. So as we close out this episode, and we'll start up again this conversation in the next episode, in the next episode, we're going to talk about how to let go of some of this resentment. But as we close out our episode today, I want you to send this person some extra love and just realize that we are all in this together. We are all doing our best. Raising kids is not easy. Working is not easy. And we're all just trying to get by and raise these beautiful, wonderful children to the best of our ability. I want to thank you for listening, especially today to this episode, because I know I was a little controversial. You know, you really got to know some of my thoughts and some of my reasons on why I do this work, because I believe so strongly in you. I believe that we have a long way to come as women, but by doing this, by talking about this, that's how we move forward. You know, we no longer accept these inequalities. We no longer blame the people that we love the most. Instead, we take care of these problems and we move on so we can feel balanced and so we can have the life that we dream of, the life that we want. 
and the beautiful example that we're sending to our own children. So if you listen today and you've resonated with what I spoke about, I would so appreciate if you could share this episode with a friend, because we have a lot of people to teach. We have a lot of societal norms that we have to undo. It's time, you know, it is time to finally realize that us women, we are going to be in the workplace. We are going to do what we need to do. And it's time for us to take some of our power back. Don't you think? All right, my friend, wishing you a most balanced week. Talk to you next time. Bye.